The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Photos on his phone of cars. Just, you know me, I'm Mr. Techno Savvy. Yeah. I have to be on my phone 24 7. I'm trying to become a born again millennial. A born again millennial? <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you might have been cursed by the millennial gods for saying born again and millennial in the same sentence. That's a good point. Yeah. I think that's a, an absolute no no these days. You know, born again anything, right? Just believing in anything, anything generally. Well, you how just about gotta... being born? You know, that could be passe. Dear God, two, right? we're not even two minutes in and we're 100%. No, I mean, we're think about canceled it. again. Episode 15 canceled. No, 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 no. You missed. I wasn't even going. Oh, okay. Well, I now was, we're canceled because I, I pointed going, it out. You pointed out something that I wasn't <laughs> even going down the road to. No, I'm talking about um, like test tube instead of born, you know. So who needs to be, who needs to go through birthing anymore for God's sakes? Yeah. Can't we eliminate that entirely? We can. We can. I mean, that's probably going to be the case. Like, it would take a lot of controversies right off the table, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, bear. Here, here's my here's my uh, uh, donation, and uh, you know, you. throw an eggy or you. two in there. And you, it's disgusting. I'm, why is that disgusting? It's, it's disgusting. Natural. It's no, lame. that's not natural. Natural is not handing some random lab worker your well, donation. Well, I wasn't talking about in my bare hand. <laughs> that's what I'm that what might be the case, but anyway. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully Beowulf oh. and I don't ever have to do that. Um, hey, congratulations are in thank order you. to the wolf man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a man now. <laughs> the the uh the ceremonial wedding the legal binding of uh beowulf and i is finalized so everything yeah. went really well went yeah. smoothly obviously i don't refer to it as the legal binding that's stupid um but yeah i cried like a baby um not at the ceremony because that was my promise to myself i cried like a baby when i heard my <laughs> younger wolf brother uh talk and then when i danced with uh I can't say Wolf Mother because that's trademarked because that's a band. Wolf it's a great Mother band. is trademarked? Probably. No, I've never even heard of Wolf Mother. It's a great band. Um, Yeah, I danced with, I, I'll just say my mom. Your den mother. There we go, my den mother. Um, Yeah, so that happened. Everything went well. The bull, as he was sweating, glistening up on top of a, was a, a mountain uh, in the... The Alps uh, was also weeping profusely, so that was fun. I do not weep. You cried I like weep. a baby. That was just that was just the type of sweat. <laughs> cried like a baby. <laughs> oh well, hey everybody. Um, <laughs> you like that cold intro? <laughs> um, welcome to the Wolf and Bull Podcast. Uh, thanks so much for joining us again in our fifteenth episode. As a quick reminder, 
If you haven't done so already, go back and listen to our other episodes. Everything's kind of sort of tied together. That's a lie. They're, they're all absolutely not. They're tied not tied together in any way, shape, or form, other than a similar voice here. Or there. I'm just That's trying all. to entice people to listen to but our they're episodes. All, they're all. They're okay. Very entertaining. Yeah, yes. I would think so. Depending um, on your sense of humor, sense of yeah, well, sense of a lot of things. Yeah, sense and sensibility. Well, if people have our sense of humor, their humor is in the absolute gutter. It's in the <laughs> shitter. If they think you this is funny. <laughs> You know what? Sense of humor is... I've always been one of these people that love very physical sense of humor. Monty Python-esque kind mm-hmm. of stuff like that. And it's just... Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Slapstick. Well, it just gets you rolling. Yeah. You know? Well, in the last episode, uh, the bull and I, we talked about simulation theory. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, you are you are not looking We're for in a simulation talk today. Why are you not looking for small talk? We'll get to small talk. There's a lot to talk so. about today. There's a I lot to talk about. Small talk turns into large talk. This is going to be a very deep continuation of our discussion about simulation theory. Mm. We're everything, man, and nothing at the same time, man. It's all nonsense, man. Also, if you like what you hear, uh, go ahead and give us a follow, a five-star review, and uh, you know maybe you know name your kids after us. Uh, I don't think that's too much to ask for. I think that's appropriate. Wolfie? Yeah, Wolfie Wolf Junior. and Bull. Yeah. No, together. Wolf and Bull. So you could like yell at your kid and say, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you going to say it? No. No, I'm not. No, I'm going to not. Okay, well, uh, that's all we have for you today, guys. Uh, name your children after well us. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of news going on as, as normal. All of it's dumb. All of it's really, really dumb. Uh, today's topic is going to get us in a lot of trouble, uh, maybe. Uh, Never. Probably not. Um, critical race theory, uh, my favorite subject. Um, such critical a cluster cluck. A cluster cluck. We're being, we're being nice You're today. Being anti-chicken. A cluster cluck. Uh, it's such a cluster cluck of lies. Um so I'm going to read this next segment from Wikipedia and, you know, from Wikipedia. It's now a credited source. It is. How is it accredited? It's accredited source now. <laughs> that changed. Is, all it is is, you know, a collective thought process and uh, self-editing. Well, they dictionary. have they have people now. They've got they've got they got fact checkers. now. Yeah. Well, well. Oh, do, wait. Do we really want to go down fact checker lane here? <laughs> we should. Also, uh, Wolf we... and Bull podcast is sponsored by uh, unnamed energy drinks. That's right. Ooh, I keep forgetting our sponsor. Kind of a lemony-looking thing yeah. there, no, and of course the unnamed alcoholic beverage that it's kind of a mahogany-looking. It's, it's, it's like, an amber like hue, <laughs> an amber hue. <laughs> Not very good for bulls, but it runs through four stomachs. So yeah. Um, so you know. I've got my opinions on critical race theory. Uh, <laughs> not going to sugarcoat it. I hate it. Uh, I think it's really opaque. I think it's very deceptive. Um, and I think it's really vague. A lot of mealy mouth nonsense um, would probably be a good term for it. There's a lot of circular arguments. Uh, just, you know, the, the the term and the scariest word in all of American society, uh, racism, is now incredibly fungible. You so might, We might want to differentiate, though, the... Because I think a lot of things are conflated these days when mm-hmm. you talk about certain subjects. And using the term critical race theory, I remember when I first heard of it, which was not so long ago, yeah. even though it's been around in one shape or another for a while, uh, it, it having critical thinking is kind of an important element to humanity today. If you want to get beyond the base level um, elements of, of just going through life and waiting for things to come and hit you, you've got to be able to critically think about things around you and determine 
what moves to make, mm-hmm. what decisions to, to move forward with, what processes to say yes to and what to say no to and all those kind of things. That's critical thinking, an element of being a human being. But yeah. to apply it to this it's is not, entirely different. It's, so it's a word game. They don't That's what apply. I'm saying. Yeah, they don't. The critical thinking is not involved in critical race theory at all. Yeah, somebody I've heard once or twice. Semantic overload is the kind of yeah. That yeah. would be a good. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing: is it's especially today. There seems to be this really. And may, maybe I'm just getting. I'm actually probably just getting older. I'm old now. Um, <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. You're now. old. You tied the knot. It's yeah, all I'm old. It's all. It's all downhill from here. I'm gonna That's get right. just. I'm just gonna inflate like a balloon. It's gonna be great. Just kidding. It's not gonna happen. Um, you're going to battle that for a while. I will. When I'm, I'm, you know, 40s, 50s, I'll probably just develop an eating disorder. <laughs> Bulimia. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. We don't make fun of that. We'll end up <laughs> just sitting around that uh, barbecue blacks place that you talked about. Oh, God, too long Terry Blacks. Oh, my God. We'll Terry done. Blacks is so good. Yeah, I would I would die if I lived there. Um, and I'd be okay with it. So, yeah, I guess, you know, when it comes to critical race theory, uh, there's a lot of uh, doublespeak today uh, to cue a Orwellian term. Uh, actually, yeah, is that Orwellian doublespeak? Um, I'm not know. sure everything if that was is, in the book. It's like Orwell, Orwell came up with freaking everything. Yeah, and, and question I have on an off topic is why now? Why Why 2020? That's something I've always been thinking. Well, 2021, 2020. number. It was supposed to be 1980. Right? Yeah. Or no, 1984, right? 1984. So. I just I, thought I it was know. all interesting. You know, COVID happened and then all this, like, all this stuff about race. Look, you know, dystopian future has always been, people love to spend their time thinking about disaster yeah apocalyptic you know futures and all that kind of thing so it's not surprising that we spend so much time delving into this it's an easy way to think yeah it's not as critical to think about all the negatives that can happen because they come to us almost automatically yeah it's also fun to play make-believe um so just to clarify with our listeners uh the position i have on a lot of these issues um is one of character over assumption if someone is a douchebag to me or if someone is being a racist, I see it as a character flaw, something that maybe we might be able to educate out of them or show through action better ways of doing things. I don't consider it a genetic disorder, which is a new popular uh, view, uh, one that critical race theory and totally. race baiters post, uh, you know, postulate that it's dependent yeah entirely on amounts of melanin right? which is so fucking dumb i'm yeah. sorry it's so stupid like this is i'm at being probably i mean obviously in wolf years i'm super old but being in human years like barely 29 i i hate that this is even a conversation i'm having mm-hmm. um so you know the basic for those who don't know the basic tenets of, of critical race theory uh, referred to as crt include that racism and disparate racial outcomes are the result of complex, changing, and awful, often subtle social and institutional dynamics rather than explicit and intentional prejudices on the part of the individuals. That one sentence from Wikipedia just hurts my head because there are so many instances of individual decision-making um, when it comes to being a racist. So what this does is it takes racism out of the hands of people who intentionally choose That's to be dickheads exactly right. and make it something totally entirely else. It, it takes all responsibility away, away from, from the individual. Yeah, it takes autonomy out of the question. Um, so, you know, CRT scholars also view race and white supremacy as an intersectional social construction which serves to uphold the interests of white people against those of marginalized communities at large. Um, in other ways, every structure, and I'm going to paraphrase this because Wikipedia was obviously written by someone who is a doesn't who uh, doesn't want to criticize critical race theory, uh, and I will go ahead and take the honor. Uh, critical race theory basically postulates that 
by virtue of color of your skin, you are either racist and thus an oppressor, or you are not racist and thus a victim. Um, takes, as the bull said a second ago, takes autonomy, you know, decision-making character out of the question and makes everything this very ethereal universe-based, oh, you have less levels of melanin in your skin, so thus you are inherently racist um, arguments. And you have no personal agency. You have no personal agency. And, but the 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 under underpinning kind of direction that I see them intentionally missing with this critical race theory is these these uh, interdependent relationships between different races, different different shades of gray, if you will, is never based on the color. It's never based on the skin color. No, it may be exacerbated by that some function of of geographic takeover by one people versus another but it's a power struggle it's always a power well and here's the thing is if you were to say that in an argument with them though they would say yeah and that's why we're right because the whole premise of this is they, they take this very pseudo premise of power struggle it's very it's it's very Marxist-driven, proletariat versus bourgeoisie. And that's mm-hmm. why I have so many qualms with it because it comes directly, it, it's almost as if it was inspired by Marx himself. But the h- hilarious part about it is if you claim that this is an actual, actually happening, if you're on the side of the critical <laughs> race <Yeah>. theorists, <laughs> if you're on that side of the fence, then you have the power. Exactly. Thus Which now is so you funny. are... The racist. Yeah, wow. It's 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 it, it's all circular, and so the and the funny part about it, and it's it's just like when when companies. <laughs> this is something that Beowulf and I chat about all the time. There's always months for thing things, and companies always oh get God. on board with things every time there is a special month. They're now doubling or up months. on everything. Well, it, I don't care so much about the fact that we have these celebratory things. What makes me laugh is the very next day. Total gone. Everything. So you can check social media. You can check their Facebook posts, Instagram posts. You obviously see historical stuff, mm-hmm. but the representation across the board gone, which tells me that companies are just doing things to cowtail, which, wow, you're, you can't weak. It's like the, it's like the fucking Enron thing from, uh, from, oh, uh, set from South Park. We're sorry. Oh, we're sorry. Oh, we just burned down an entire thing. We're sorry. Like it's, it's, it's the same type of bullshit. And, and I don't have a problem with companies. I don't ha- I do have a problem with like very rigid corporatism. And I feel like that's a, another podcast that we have going on later. Um, or episode we going on, have going on later. But what I do have, I don't have a problem with so much is, is companies, um, trying to be involved, but to the level that they're involved is nonsensical. Do you think, so I, I always debate this with, you know, when I sit around talking to myself, which is way too often, I debate <laughs> that this constantly. That's right. Glistening. Like, hey, Bull, what do you think? Well, I'm not sure. He, I here think, I go again I, is playing in the background. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, when you're, when you're uh, sitting around thinking about these types of things, what comes to mind often is, is that there's a, um, I don't know, a discrepancy between the, uh, I don't know, the, the, I'm losing my train of thought entirely. That's fine. You lost me completely there. Well, I can oh, take wait, over. What the hell were you talking about? Critical race? Critical what? race theory. Yeah, CRT. I can take over again and continue if you want me to. It's fine. No, you go ahead, but I'll okay. come back to, I'll circle, so, circle back around because I was, I got distracted because you, you said You got distracted cow- by the Well, no, you said cowtail. Yeah. Oh, wow. In the, okay. In the, That's in the weird. Right. Um, so in the field of legal studies, uh, which is, and this is where my, my, I start to get really antagonistic about this stuff because uh, this moves into policy and I'm, I'm big, like, I want to know what the policy is as, as an individual, as a wolf. I want to know what policy is going on. Uh, in the field of legal studies, CRT emphasizes that merely making laws colorblind on paper may not be enough to make the application of the laws colorblind. 
Yeah, you like that? You like that bullshit sentence? Making laws colorblind may not be enough to make them colorblind. That was well, literally in Wikipedia. It's interesting because laws were never supposed to be colorblind. They were supposed to be not dictated at all by any color. I mean, that whole that whole terminology frustrates me. Yeah. You're trying to make something colorblind, you're assuming something has color in it. Exactly. No. Which but The legal system itself, justice, yeah. is supposed to be blind. Well, not anymore. Not colorblind, not, well, just blind. Yeah, but not anymore, though. And, because... Well, hold on. It, it's never been entirely one way or another based on who's in power, who's got more money to pay for lawyers, all yeah. kinds of structural things, Yeah. all kinds of laws that were written in ways that were in context in context for the time that they were they were created and all things evolve away from that hopefully to a more civilized viewpoint of things well if if the movie idiocracy has told us anything it won't um and you know ostensibly colorblind laws according to you know critical race theorists god it's such a stupid term they shouldn't be called they should be called smooth-brained idiots um, they're that, actually making more money than anybody well, else. Well, of course too. they are. I mean, Ibram X. Kendi, uh, the guy who decided to create and term the, uh, coin the term anti-racist, makes 20000 an hour. Yeah. Hilarious. Him, him and the gal that wrote the... the Robin D'Angelo. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, White fragility. Kind yeah, of thing. she's a racist. Um, so ostensibly colorblind laws can be applied in racially discriminatory ways. That's their, their premise. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's all doublespeak. Uh, a key, you know, critical race theory concept is intersectionality, which another topic that I, I so lovingly love to hate, uh, which emphasizes that race can intersect with other identities such as gender and class to produce. Uh, there you go. Uh, keep in mind gender and class uh, again a marxist theory mm-hmm. um to produce complex combinations of power and disadvantage so here's the topic here's the thing that i have always considered when it comes to just general social construct mm-hmm. i don't think power struggle isn't a problem i think it is sure those who are the loudest have the power because people are listening to them those who are able to make the rules thus influencing society have the power Mm -hmm. so if you're saying well i'm a victim and everyone is cowtailing to you guess what pal look in the fucking mirror you have the power well don't you think that's the reason but that's the point is this so this 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 conglomeration this this monster this social monster that is posited by a small majority a small Minority. minority of individuals and kind of maybe sort of agreed with by the majority because they don't fucking know what it is, even though people are finding out and we'll get to that in a second. Um, it, it, it's funny to me because they're, 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 they're creating an argument that in and of itself is a dichotomy. Wolf, don't you know, uh, like think about the closest 10 people to you that you know. Sure. Okay. All of them. Non-family. Right. Not, wait, you throw family in there. Okay. I would bet that nine out of 10 of those have some form of, if they sat down with you one-on-one, had one of these one unnamed energy drinks or unnamed uh, alcoholic beverage, they would share with you that they have some level of complex, misunderstood, internal, circumstantial guilt of some kind about something Maybe. that they either did or didn't do but think they part of or had family issues. Almost everybody I know has got some complex psychological guilt com- guilt issue yeah and think about what this critical Which, race by the theory way, does by the way uh, don't don't lose that sure 
by the way, what you just said suggests, according to these critical race theorists, that they, by having that in virtue of having that, are victims. But see, I'm talking about. That's, but that's what's that's, so fun. That's what they. That's what they're saying because yeah. they know that's true. Yeah. Not that their premise is true, but the the people listening to their premise have this innate feeling of guilt. Thus, they're more likely to side with them because yeah. it assuages their guilt in some sh- way, shape, or form. By just admitting. By admitting something that's not even yeah. true. Well, you know what's funny from a moral... I feel better. I've unburdened Well, from myself. a moral perspective, it is just as immoral to admit to something that you have not done wrong. The immoral is part to... is not being fooled by something. Yeah, the but, immoral but... part is trying to fool someone. No, but the immoral part on behalf of someone. So, so if I point at you and I said, you did this... And sorry for pointing. It's rude. It's okay. I'll do the I'll do the Richard Nixon thing with the thumb. It's less rude. <laughs> um, so if I point at you and say you did this, and you know you did not do that, it is immoral to take take responsibility for a thing you didn't do. But see, if you're like, a, that's if so, you're if you're a critical thinker, not critical race theorist, but, but a if critical, critical thinker, thinker, you know what'll happen? You'll go no, I, I you'll really, defend yourself. I, I well, I'll defend myself for sure. Mm-hmm. But there will be this little percentage in my brain that goes. You know, before he or she knew me, I did this, this, and this, well, which led me down a yeah, path but of that's, circumstances. But, this, but, so you know, I, I you know, I, I think if I agree with no, them but in a no, way, but see, that's I don't. I disagree I'm just telling here. you the complexity yeah. of what I think a lot which, of these people do. But and that's why, the thing. why they agree with critical race theory, and they have it. Well, in they, the uh, Washington, the the freaking state of Washington is putting it in their curriculum. Well, there's 26. Period. It's starting this year. Yeah. Well, there's 20, next year. There's 26 states right now that have legislation to, to block it. I guess the it's point, absolute insanity. The point that you're, you're right there. The point I'm making, and I disagree with your last statement. I, I'm going to go because, ahead. And and I understand your frustration because I'm frustrated about it too. I'm um, not purely based on the merit of who I am, but purely because I don't like to see the the disintegration of morality within a culture. And this is definitely a disintegration of morality because you're people are postulating or positing. I'm going to use both words. seem to be favorite words this episode. Um, they're pointing at a grouping of people as the antagonizers who were not alive 250 years ago, who were not alive 500 years ago. They're, in this instance of historical context, they are... They may be beneficiaries, but at the same time, so is everybody who lives in America. Leave the fucking country. Go to different places. Your benefits here are not in other places. But see, that and, argument and, works in their favor, too. No, it doesn't. And the reason I say it doesn't is because if you put and apply historical context, it throws all of this out the window. Because at the end of the day, yes, at the end of the day, if you talk about critical thinking, if you talk about the the which was initially suggested and created and pushed with Plato and, and right. Aristotle, right. if you talk about this stuff, you have to take into context everything in relation to histor- history, social changes, cues, and where all this comes from. Now, critical race theory has been around since like the mid-60s. Oh, yeah. The idea originally started with Stokely Carmichael. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was, a, he, was a, he was a famous civil rights activist. You know, uh, I said JFK, lol. Uh, Martin Luther King, Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Mm-hmm. His premise was uh, by virtue of people's character, not by color of their skin. He wanted to see a world where Correct. everyone was treated on Which, the premise of their character, not by the said, premise of their period. skin. And so, granted, some of this was taken, some of this theology, because it is a theology, you just was taken from, you know, people like Fred, Frederick Douglass, but taking his, contact, his words out of context, MLK taking words out of context, and not applying it accurately historically. And just like with anything, if you take something out of context to benefit your message, it doesn't matter what your message is. It's based on a lie. Well, and so it's... If you are indicting historical figures... Sure. 
if you are indicting an entire ethnicity or uh, melanin, I would just density. say a grouping of people because it's at that's this the only point, way you shoot it. I hate the, all these colored this and colored. I, I hate all. At that. this point, it's just people. It, it's the, yeah, it really should be, and that's the way I believe. And I think Martin Luther's King, Martin Luther King's line about the the content of your character above the color of your skin is. Yep. It's got to, it might be my favorite line of all time of everything I've heard, though I've, there's a lot of, but that one just resonates as a, as a baseline truth. Do you want to know why it does? Because it, it is. Well, no, true, but it also doesn't protect anyone. Meaning it, if you're a good piece, point, if you're it a piece of shit, no one. it doesn't protect you. And that's the, that's the real problem that I have with all this. So, you know, but, to get back to it. Well, the, well let, let me, let me finish my, my point because <clears throat> you went into this, this, this uh, discussion about historical context and, mm-hmm. and really what comes down to with a lot of this critical race theory is that if, if you can indict an, in the entire, you know, uh, white skin color as being racist because of their power base and all that, you're indicting their history that got them to that point. Sure. So you're implying reparations of all kinds, which we do already in a lot of different ways anyway. But the the point is, is it goes to theology, as you spoke of a minute ago, because what is the base baseline level of of our Western theology today? Christianity, it's pseudo judo. Well, no, but it's original sin principles. It's original sin. Sure. We supposedly <clears throat> die today because of our fathers and mothers which is which again but here's the thing because your point's correct from a philosophical perspective you have to take into context that statement so if i remember correctly that's from the new testament and that was if i remember correctly either said by jesus or said by one of the disciples in relation to why the jesus coming back dying on the cross was so prevalent or important that was to forgive us so, sure so from the christian perspective yeah. theologically that makes sense from the historical perspective it makes absolutely no i'm sense talking whatsoever. i'm not talking about the christian's perspective though let me sure. clarify just briefly i'm talking about the whole idea of we were put here in a paradise to live forever yes that's supposedly that's that's the story right and our original sin it was it did not come after it came it came upon us gaining knowledge, eating of the tree of, of knowledge, correct? Um, yeah, uh, pride I would say so, is one of them, but yes. Well, there's all kinds of deadly sins. I'm not talking about that, but well, I'm talking about after we ate that knowledge, we could see for ourselves. Well, yeah, but in in thus we started to to age and die. Sure, but the the premise, and this again, I think it ties. Obviously, we're, we're now we're going back to Genesis, which is that's what different. I different. It's different than traditional. Um, Torah Genesis but with that being said it's irrelevant I guess the point is when we talk about like original sin if we're going to talk about those different things real quick there are a myriad of them seven deadly sins they're very common um Catholicism takes them a little bit more seriously Mm -hmm. than traditional uh, you know I guess uh, other tenets of Christianity my point is not Um, that it's the critical theory side of so the critical so my whole point when I said pride is that that technically based off of you know when the apple was eaten uh, mm-hmm. They realized that they were not clothed, and mm-hmm. then you know God asked, "What have you done?" Mm-hmm. And they lied. Right. And the core, you know, core premise of lying is pride to protect oneself, so you don't, right. you know, feel. But any the shame. core premise so, that I'm talking about <clears throat> now is everybody in existence today is paying for that sin. Sure. And that, what this critical race theory is saying is everybody in existence today is paying for 
their their ancestors since. Well, in most of those ancestors, uh, ironically enough, are actually were in other countries. <laughs> yeah, and we're in other countries, was, and we're at one time the other end of the spectrum. Well, I mean, we can talk about things like the Barbary slave trade. We can talk about oh, yeah. um, a myriad of other examples. I mean, every and, and at the end of the day, this is just again, and I go back to this always when I talk to people about this is just a misinterpretation of history. We can talk about Nicole Hannah Jones' sixteen nineteen project to her blue in the face. No, she has no. said. To, to in on her Twitter feed, she has said it is an, an interpretation on her Twitter. Yeah. So she, the author, is admitting After that it was she historical. Got in a lot of trouble for it. Well, no, she didn't get in a lot of trouble for it. She admitted that it was historical commentary. After she said, "Oh, I like it." The the riots that happened last May. I love. Oh, that I being love that. that. Yeah, and then people are like, "What the fuck?" Then right. she's like, well, it's historical commentary. So, hey, fun fact to people who read the New York, New York Times, it's you're reading an activist Historical journal. commentary that they're teaching in schools. Exactly. So uh, I guess the point here is that you can teach things like that in schools if you premise it. People are not exactly prefacing right. it. They're not they're saying, not, or prefacing, not premising. Premise. Um, they're setting, they've got to set the table of yes. understanding and give it context and say, these are perspectives. Sure. Here's all the perspectives in your job as a, as a person that's coming up... Is in, to understand is to, these from a knowledge base learn. and determine your own position. That's exactly right. Yeah. That goes back to personal agency, and which this thinking. stuff takes out of it. So to get back to the news, you know, I'm sure everyone listening and you know people who may be listening in the future, hopefully this is no longer the case, but uh, critical race theory is a hot-button issue right now, um, mainly because of the people pushing it. You know, I, I consider these people race baiters. I just mentioned one of them, Nicole, Nicole Hannah-Jones, uh, Robin D'Angelo, Ibram X. Kendry, uh, Stokely Carmichael. Carmichael, he's dead dead but he was a race baiter too um raphael warnock he you know the senator out of uh, georgia um sharpton uh, al sharpton he's a he's a race baiter forever Um, he's responsible for a riot personally for riot too so um tamala brawley right so yeah so you know along with uh power structures (laughs) ironic um seeing that they're the power structure now so uh, they're saying that you know you know everyone is really angry at them because they've they've been found out and they're mad now because they've been found out. So parents are like, why the fuck are you teaching this to our kids? Um, employees are leaving companies because they're being taught this nonsense. It is in its circular nonsense. And it is very much nonsense because you cannot ever get to an end point, which mm-hmm. is in order to have a logical argument, you have to have a linear train of logic. You can't have a circular train. You have to have a linear train of logic. Go ahead. And I mean, you can look at the various, uh, you know, argument fallacies. I mean, straw man being one of them, you know, you, you have to be able to have something you point to in critical race theory or anti-racism does not point to a logical position on these type of things. It points to a nonsensical position. And it's anti-logic. So, it's, it's, well, it's non-falsifiable too. It's non-falsifiable. It's, so there's no way to empirically test any of it. Well, and, and people, you know, regular Americans, at least as far as I can tell, me being one of them, we, we are, I, I, people are tired of this because it's, it's now become a way to push policy. It's become a way to push agenda. And it's strongly correlated with Marxism. If anyone knows anything about Marxism, look, socialism on paper sounds great. Marxism on paper sounds great. Communism on paper sounds great. Humans are flawed. Humans have problems. So thus, in practice, it's not good. And we can look at a ton of instances and the, the amount of conversations I've had with people and they say, well, that's not really how socialism is. Okay, well, enlighten me, someone who's only been around for 25 years. Right. Enlighten me. Tell me how it really is, seeing that you've experienced it perfectly. Look, the, and, I, and the so, idea of, of some level playing field for the whole world is utopian and unrealistic. And well, here's the thing. I don't think utopia is unrealistic. It's unrealistic from the premise and position that people are trying to push it through. 
Here's the thing with capitalism that I will tell people, and peop and, and this is why I, I'm so antagonistic against things like socialism and communism. I'm not against programs. Some mm -hmm. programs are good. Mm -hmm. There's already programs in the United States that we already have that mm -hmm. are socialist in sure. nature. So I'm not against you know it, it applied in applicable areas. But the premise that Marx had was from something we've discussed a few episodes ago of the uh, the lump fallacy. There's always one piece of wealth controlled by one grouping of people, and it's never going to grow, and it's never going to die. It, it'll always be the same. And he posited this. He postulated this when he was talking about capitalism. He predicted in the 1800s that it would fail miserably. Well, what's funny, Karl Marx was fucking stupid, mm -hmm. and he was an asshole. And what's funny about it as well is he was entirely wrong. Because mm -hmm. his suggestion was capitalism would fail based on the merits of the fact that it cannot create additional wealth. Guess what? Look at the GDPs. It's all it's done is created. We, we, so, and, and that's the thing. You know, granted, crony capitalism has its problems. There's a lot. There's of a it. lot of it going on right now. But again, I don't think that ties into the nature of capitalism. Just like when people talk and they criticize, they criticize like they'll criticize the Catholic Church. They'll say, "Well, the Catholic Church is a major problem. Catholicism is thus wrong because of the problems within the Catholic Church." Well, you've never read the book, yeah. so you're criticizing the people who are abusing it. Right. And you're mixing those, you're conflating those things. Well, it's, and it's, so, it's interesting because a lot of these things that we talk about today, and I in, we get down and in, in discuss this in terms of, of freedom of speech a lot. Sure. Because it everybody can say whatever the hell they want to say. And I'm, yeah. you know, I can disagree or agree or whatever. And I'm not going to stop anybody from saying what they want to say as long as it's not, you know, inflammatory and things like that that, that can create other other issues. But we always, we always look at that. And, and, and we somehow uh, try to reconcile that with our inability to, to Jesus, that's twice in a row I've done this. The alcohol is getting too to many you. alcohol. Yeah. That was a really important point, by the way. Well, Nobody out there got it. It's okay. I, I liked it. I got it. I guess uh, to, 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 wrap your, to wrap up your point is, is I think people, they get so wrapped up about one thing, and because most people don't have the brains of a supercomputer, they conflate myri a myriad of different arguments. So most people will get angry about America, you know, operating and in influencing different cultures and destabilizing countries, and then they'll be like, "Well, imperialism's bad." No, they just re they forget well, who got them to where they're well, at no, to no, enable no, them to no, do what they're well, saying. And no, doing. no, I, that was the point I was going to make yeah, anyway. Well, here's the thing: is I, I think you're right there, but in my point just a second ago, I think you have to be able to separate these things. So, uh, democracy is different than democratic republic, as is imperialism is different than destabilizing countries, which by the way, fun fact, every country has done that since the beginning of time. Every grouping of people, be it the Native Americans, be it the 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 uh, the Inuits, be it the 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 white Irish up in up in you know the UK before it was the UK, the Norwegians, every grouping of people, uh, the, the Africans, every grouping of people since the beginning and dawn of time have taken advantage of other people for their own benefit, mm -hmm. and we can tie this all the way back to Mesopotamia. I mean, look at the the Homo erectus, my favorite one, because they're always erect. Guess who doesn't exist anymore? Homo erectus, because Homo sapiens freaking killed the shit out of them. So it's like uh, th these arguments are so one-dimensional, in my opinion, and it pisses me off. So fine to finally to finally get to the news, because we've been talking about philo philosophy and we're in, on the news subject. Multiple companies, uh, Raytheon, Google, Facebook, Amazon, etc. Basically, every big company you can think of, Coca-Cola. Uh, you know, ironically, all of them are mass organizations, by the way, who are, are who are pseudo monopolies, if you think about it, um, they who pretend to care about culture, as I mentioned a second ago, um, along with government institutions who also have the power, 
you know, have now all been found out that they're teaching this stupid critical race shit. And so are they doing it's it? creepy as hell. Are they doing it entirely as CYA to make sure they have a box checked when somebody tries to sue them? Are they doing it for financial gain? Are they, What are they doing it for? They're doing it for power. That's what they're doing. Okay. Because here's so the thing. I think you're right. Because what I look at, and I, I rail about this on my other podcast all the time, mm-hmm. is, is that we've got these giant companies who know they can overcome the regulations that these things are pushing, the internal struggles, they can overcome all of it because they have the deeper pockets, they have the, the greater share of whatever market it is, mm-hmm. and what who can't overcome it is their small in mid cap. Well, uh, you know, they can also competition. They can also overcome it because if no one's paying attention because they're all squabbling with each other, then guess what gets passed? Policy that no one reads. So just to bring up Raytheon for an example, because sure. it's, it's creepy as shit. So they released an employee gar- guide. Um, of how to become an anti-racist t- today. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Raytheon is a government private company. So they work with the government. They're a private company that works with the government. And they, they create, like, weapons for the government. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is a weapons company talking about social problems? So one of the things that, that it says, and I have this pulled up on my phone, uh, commitment to diversity and inclusion takes all of us. CEO, act- CEO Action was founded on a shared belief that diversity, equity, and inclusion is a societal issue, not a competitive one, and that collaboration and bold action from the business community, especially CEOs, is vital to driving change at scale. Take, and then they have this another on another page, it says... Uh, Take the I act on pledge. We all contribute to our company culture. Make a commitment to foster an inclusive workplace through your behavior by signing the I act on pledge. I pledge to check my bias, speak up for others, and show up for all. I will check my own biases and take meaningful action to understand and mitigate them. Hmm. I will initiate meaningful, complex, and sometimes difficult conversations with friends and colleagues. I... I will ask myself, but but the right conversations though, because if I bring up this conversation, which is equally difficult, then I'm in the wrong. Right. Um, I will ask myself, do my actions and words reflect the value of inclusion? Well, you, if to you ask yourself, you in my conversation you, about exclusion. Yeah, if you ask exactly, <laughs> if you ask yourself that question while trying to exclude a certain demographic from being able to somehow overcome their own inherent what, genetic this is, this racism. This is why I was asking if it's, it's all nonsense. CYA. Because this is this is they're going to get this is handled shit. by HR and lawyers. They're going to get the shit suit out of them. By I who? Hope, I'm telling you, it. These are going to become civil civil lawsuits. I promise you. I this hope is active right. discrimination. Why would they be, hold so, hold it though? They're a private company, right? Yeah, they can have their their manual. Yeah, but this this is but this still this is this is this is in the grounds of discrimination 100. percent I'm telling you, against in the next what? five years, a party by the employees no, by against its own employees. Employees is not a segmented area of, of a federal statute that says they can be can be discriminated against. Employee, no, you you can go against a union. Raytheon is probably not unionized. So what I'm saying is is here's the deal: there are categories of people, disabled, LTGBA. Mm-hmm. XYZ, all those kind of things that that are are set off to the side and say you cannot discriminate against these ethnicities, these these genders, this all these different things. The employee is not one of those. A component of the employee is, but what they're doing is they're saying we're including everybody. Let's heal the world. That's all. Which is not going to. I'm telling you, like, look, it's being done as a CYA. Yeah, which you're you're correct. I can. St- I still think that these. This is gonna blow up in these guys' face because I, I hope you're right. And I think that it will. So another thing is, uh, they said is I will move my comfort zone to learn about the experiences and perspective of others. I will share my insights related to what I have learned. 
So this is, and then there's a few other ones like a, a pro inclusion tip. Apparently people are, so, we're so fucking dumb in 21 that we don't understand what inclusivity means. <clears throat> and we, especially in this instance, we don't Gotta have tips. We so, need, what does inclusion mean? I don't does know. Does that mean I have something in my eye? I have no idea. I think it is. Um, so someone's race or ethnicity isn't a taboo topic. Uh, yeah, it is. Well, no, yeah, it is because it, apparently, if I bring apparently it up, that's all it is. Well, it, it is. It, well, here's the thing: is it is, but it isn't now because it, again, it goes back to that double speak I mentioned. We can't. We have to talk. Hey. We have to point it out, but we can't talk about it in here's, in, here's in how certain you, context. Here's how you equate it to: Have you ever walked up to to someone? Hopefully, you've never done this. I don't think I ever have, but I certainly phrase seen this it. carefully. If I'm you're trying going to phrase it carefully. No, yeah, I'm not. Uh, <clears throat> if, you're, if you've ever walked up to a, a young lady who is um, a little rounder than maybe you've seen them last or something. And you went, you would say something like, so when are you due? Yeah. And they say, I'm, I'm not. not. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that feeling, yeah, this is, that's what they're trying to equate all of this to, which so is walking nonsense. up to somebody and saying, um, uh, what part of pick your, pick your country, what part of wherever are you from? And they say, America. Yeah, exactly. So are you now you've offended someone based on trying race. to be in, well you, you you offended someone by trying or attempting to be inoffensive. Uh, exactly. That's what's so funny about exactly. this. Exactly. So I'm not going to read this entire thing cuz it's all bullshit, but it's basically talking about how you, to be inclusive you need to uh, talk openly about or appeal to other people's conscious values and challenge their unconscious biases. So give me <clears throat> So here's a funny thing that I learned <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, if you assume something about someone it makes an ass out of you, and, and it makes an ass out of them, or me, ass out of you and me. Right. So if you challenge someone's unconscious biases, which they are unaware of, you are assuming something about them. If I walk up to someone but, who is wearing, but, but, if I walk up to someone who's coming towards me on the street wearing a hoodie, and it's nighttime, and I walk up to him and I give him my wallet, and they say, why the fuck are you giving this to me? I say, well, I, was, I thought you were going to rob me. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it, or, or if... If, I mean, there's so many instances that you can think of, of just of like you, what you said, rubbing a woman's tummy and saying, I did never said the, rubbing, well, here, here rubbing people a woman's done it. tummy, <laughs> walking up and being, Hey, how's it oh going? Like that's obviously offensive as fuck. Right. So it's like the way I've taken all this is, is they're trying to teach people how not to be assholes by teaching them to be bigger assholes. Mm -hmm. It's like, so you want to stop racism by being more racist. You know what it was? Ibram La X. Kennedy. Last week, you said something about well, millennials and safe space and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, no, the, prob the problem the problem, is that and millennials. Look, I hate to say this. Calluses. M millennials, well, it's same, but we can blame that on the trophy parents. Um, everyone needs an award. But with that being said, you know, Ibram X. Kendi said, you know, discrimination and or racism of the past can only be solved by discrimination and racism, racism in the now. future. And in the, the future. He so it's said like, the unsaid right so, there. This whole thing is about that. It's, it's about it's about taking and saying this happened to us, us being not you now because yeah. you weren't there then, but it happened to us and now we're going to do it to them to get back at them. Even and though they weren't there in the power, beginning. It's all it is is a power well, play. So here's I'm going to read a few things that are probably going to offend people. People, so uh, disclaimer, this is straight out of Raytheon. Get mad at them, not at me. Uh, what not to say to your black colleagues right now? What not to say? What not to say. I'm scared to say the wrong thing to you. This asks your black colleague to either console you or help you figure out what to say, which isn't fair. I hope, pray, things change soon. 
This shows that you mean well, but meaning well isn't enough. Adeshola says, this is the time to do well. Wow, that's so nice. Uh, I can't wait for things to calm down and get back to normal. Uh, this says that your comfort is more important than the message of anti-racism. What to say? I'm having conversations about racism with my non-black family and friends, even though I'm afraid. Because apparently people of differing levels of uh, melanin can't be racist. I Appa wish everybody could see the look on my face. Yeah, right his, his, so this shows black colleagues that you're being courageous enough to take a stand. I, I, we are sorry. We are sorry. That's the same fucking voice this is being read in. I'm taking these steps to become a better ally. I'm shutting you know, down racist comments on my team. I'm supporting the fight against racism by calling my representatives, backing black businesses, and or XYZ. So now you have to become an activist if you work for Raytheon. You go from being a private company focusing on making pew-pew guns, which, by the way, none of the people that these fucking assholes are cowtailing to like pew-pew guns unless they're used for political violence, which is funny to me. Um, so now you have to become an activist. And then finally, uh, I realize my discomfort is a fr fraction of what you're feeling. Um, well, what's funny about feelings is they're, they're all relative. If you assume a feeling of someone, you could be entirely wrong. Because, Bull, so, I think you're feeling constipated right now. Are you feeling constipated, Bull? I think you're assuming too much of me, and I'm exactly. offended by See? that. See? Boom. F it's, it's so... This is so fucking it, dumb. It's, well, in, in that... I think at... at it's the, the baseline it's so level like what you're talking about making making an assumption like that is the real problem. Well, but it, no, it's not. Look, people assume shit all the time, and that's a crop oh, across okay. the spectrum. Not uh, the assumption itself. It's no, but it's, the response of it. Well, it's the response of it, and it's also the fact that this a company a company is now encouraging you to be politically active. That's where they're going to get sued. Companies can't say okay. Uh, you have are to do this. Are they really encouraging you to do that, or are they putting those words out there so that they say they did? Okay, but if I go and do something, I can point back and say, well, you guys encouraged me to burn down the police oh, no, station no, no, because no. that's a sign said, of anti-racism. You said to be very nice about this. Yeah, but you, you guys, I, but I didn't I said, have this into, I, I didn't have this idea in my head until you gave me I just said, here's the words I said to say. So, I didn't so say go burn down the, the building. So here's, here's the thing. Um, Companies will quickly find out because all this is going to do is make the 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 sue the sue happy nature of America even worse mm -hmm. because people are going to look at this and they're going to say my building was burned down and Raytheon's right down the street and people said anti racist and activism all over the building and for some reason it was correlated with immediately them after releasing the fact that releasing all that data and a bunch of people from Raytheon showed up and we're doing what? anti racist stuff I'm telling you people are so dumb that they will do this shit whatever happened to just treating people the way you want to be treated. whatever happened to people you know? being able to have disagreements disagreements like, are it, fine like, but i mean i mean again the golden rule treat others the way you want to be treated right i, I guess i mean I, isn't that not anymore that that but how does that how does that get overridden by this nonsense you know, are we looking at what we hope to be is a a brief moment in time where this shit just explodes upon itself. Well, you're predicting that some it's of going it will. To. No, all of it will. Because it, it's, it's, it's just it's, like a lot of these movements. It'll eat itself. It's cannibalistic. Exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we covered Raytheon. A final part of this, and we'll wrap this up real fast because there's a good portion of news that I want to get to. And then finally, we'll get to our main subject fucking 46 minutes in. <laughs> um, so in another note, Randy Weingarten, the the president of the American Federation of Teachers, has stated that she and her team. Hold and on, I'm hold on. I thought she was the head of the CDC. No, she's the she's the president. She apparently dictates to the CDC. Of course she does. Well, she's a teacher. Um, and she has a doctorate, and, and we know Jill Biden has a doctorate, and she's a doctor now, so we have to listen to these idiots. Um, 
So, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, she's going to defend their members. And she stated, uh, mark my words, our union will defend any member who gets in trouble for teach for teaching honest history, honest history in accordance to what your view of history that is in opposition to every historian alive. Like, and, and so uh, apparently that includes teaching children that they're either victims or oppressors, that discrimination of the past can only be remedied with discrimination in the future, and that all systems and structures in America are actually, in fact, racist because everyone's different and each outcome, uh, inequity, um, mm -hmm. is actually intentional and not due to chaos of existence, personal autonomy, or lack thereof. These people are fucking, they're, they're donuts. Well, they're donuts that have, they have the steering wheel. That's yeah, well, really the God problem. help us the, all. The rest of us have you handed know, this fucking it, steering wheel to them. Yeah, well, and they're going to drive us off a cliff. Well, you know what's fun, and I heard this earlier this week, um, and this what this is what happened during the French Revolution. Um, when moms get angry, people get fucked up, and right now mothers are as starting, a, are to, get starting to get angry, and I want them to to metaphorically mm -hmm. take these people from the towers they are in bring them down into the streets and behead them yeah metaphorically, metaphorically. not physically metaphorically find that get them out times. of their fucking position because this is these people are purely doing this to abuse the power position they're in they're cowtailing to groupings of people who are threatening to get violent who are all just living in their parents basements mid early 20s who will grow up out of this just as angry as they are now 25 years from now They'll pick something else. In the future, it'll probably be Elon Musk living on Mars really and how Mars is Mars people are discriminating against Earthers. That's course, how fucking dumb it'll it be. Is. So to and get that, to the good news after your your point right now. No, I, I don't know if I can have a point because this stuff gets so into the weeds that you lose track of any semblance of, of realness about it. It's at all. it's all make believe. People for whatever reason, COVID nineteen has caused all of us to LARP ourselves into insanity. Maybe we all have it and this is an affect. Maybe. I think it is. You know this what the only cure to COVID is? Self suicide. <laughs> like Jeffrey Epstein and freaking what's his face? Well, the other guy who didn't kill himself, honestly, McAfee. We really shouldn't care for the simulation. True. One more thing, though. <laughs> One last thing. This will be quick. Flying cars are here. Yay! Flying cars. Only because we're in a simulation. Sure. So created by Klein Vision, you know, the air car prototype one made its maiden flight this week, uh, I believe, reaching a speed of 105 miles, miles per hour at an altitude of 8,200 feet, traveling between two airports near Nitra, hopefully I said that right, uh, a city in western Slovakia. Uh, the fuel economy of the flying car would allow for travel of up to 600 miles. Once its flying journey is over, a push button causes the vehicle to transform into a road-legal sports car, kind of like a Transformer, mm -hmm. uh, touting uh, up to 160 horsepower. It has a gas-powered... Uh-oh, they're not going to... They're not, not going to go. Uh, BMW engine. They're not going to... They'll be out of... The, the activists will burn their factory. Um, it is. It also has a seat for another passenger and a convertible roof. Certification might be a problem one day, but uh, you know I think it's pretty pretty darn cool. You know what? I, I got to tell you, though, back when I was a young lad, a young... A young heifer, bull. No heifer. I don't know. A young bull shark. Hold on. What am I? I'm a bull shark. You're this a bull time? shark. I was this just time. A, we didn't cancel an animal, was, by the way. We we should. Which one? How about the dingo? Just because it has a bad name. No, because it's a canine. Well, I tried to slip that one in there. You try. Yeah, nope. You're trying. I know to what a dingo is. We're not canceling canines. I haven't canceled any of your kind You're yet. You're an American wolf. Uh, how do you know? Well, do wolves exist? You in don't Ireland? have an accent. Do wolves exist? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, no. Let's go. Ahead, let's cancel. Let's cancel the uh, let's the re- beluga whale. Oh, big old freaking foreheads. No, we're canceling those guys. You can, land an, you can land an airplane on their face, so, or they could land one of these flying cars, flying cars on yeah. their face. Well, but I think that's a. I, I, when I was a a young bull a shark mm-hmm. at the time, way long ago, a wee bull pup. You know that the Jetsons were on all yeah. that kind of shit was going. But I, I remember reading up on science, science magazines, and you know, what was Omni at the time, and and uh, you know, Boys Life magazine, all this kind of stuff. And they were all talking about the future, mm-hmm. the, the turn of the century, when everybody's going to be flying in cars and all this kind of, and you'll be able to go to the moon and stay in a hotel and all. It's like, really, finally. We got our our a flying car in 2021 going. when we're arguing about how and it's one flying mobile. car that'll never go anywhere commercially. Yeah, we we finally have a fall, flying car. We finally eclipsed technological superiority of our ancestors, and now we're still arguing about bullshit that I would argue no one really gave a no shit one, about for a 20, long time. Twenty years, fifteen years, ten years ago. Yeah, nobody cared about. You guys remember Team America? That movie yeah. was racist as fuck, and it. Every movie, was, every movie you watch that's more I'm not than saying five it's okay. years old. Well, I'm not saying it's okay. It's just like, how have we gone from 2012? I watched, I watched The Ballad of Ricky Bobby the other day. Yeah. Stupid, stupid movie. Yeah. Funny They as got hell. away with so much They shit. got away with everything. Yeah. Or White Chicks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Of course. How is that? Like, how did they get away with some of the shit they got? Now we're here making comedy movies that are about as funny as a, a, a limp wiener. They're just not funny. They're, they're terrible because comedy is diffused and entirely suffocated by this type of cancel culture bullshit. Um, but to get to the main topic, uh, uh, almost to an fun. hour in. We are almost an hour in. Dear God, this was a great conversation. Um, well, the main topic is yeah. going to be summed up in a very short period of time because it, it, it coalesces around our subject matter last time. Simulation theory. Simulation theory. Yeah. Because if you, if you think about the idea of superpowered computers or mm-hmm. a civilization that's so far in advance that it can run simulations on its ancestors, which was really the posited theory by Bostrom yeah. in, in his trilemma. Then you have to look at what computing power is really about. The way algorithms are designed, the way programs are designed, the way we as simulations would be in a simulation is not in the 3D contextual world and universe that we see about us. Yeah. It's all constructed from 2D. Yeah. It's all constructed from a baseline level of existence that is more simple. It's it's greater in its sum of parts, but it can be um, not programmed, but it be it can be shown against a backdrop like a hologram. Hmm. Well, on that note, we're gonna take a really quick break and leave you cliffhanging. <laughs> And we're back. Wow, that was great, guys. Sorry to I love those leave you there. I was um, hanging there for minutes, man. So, so this is this is the holographic principle, right? That's what this was would be considered. Um, and no, I did not just make that up. We have we're very professional here on the Wolf and Bull. We have notes made of paper. Uh, just kidding, made of biodegradable material, and we we compost out back. <laughs> um, well, that's interesting. So everything is. Everything's, Everything's a hologram, a holograph. basically. Everything's a holograph. And the, the oh, holograph pr- or hologram? Holographic principle is what we're looking at. Oh, okay. A hologram is the 
construction of a holograph. Gotcha. So, okay. In the holographic principle, basically, is a tenet of string theories and a supposed property of quantum gravity hmm. that states that the description of a volume of space can be thought of as encoded on a lower dimensional boundary or region, such as a light-like boundary, like gravitational horizon, like black holes, things like that. But the whole point is, is that we are just raw data. Huh. A two-dimensional data, ones and zeros, if you will. Interesting. So that everything that we see out there is constructed by something smaller than it is. And it makes a lot of sense intuitively because that's how we build things. Yeah, that's kind of how we do almost everything. Like yeah. Almost every principle of, of math is based around right. that and, concept. And so what, what it's basically saying is that our view of things, what our brain turns our surroundings into, is it turns data at a at a, a a lower dimensional level into a holograph so it's basic it, that so this is almost like the more complex version of of the matrix is what we're suggesting here it, it is the matrix it's, yeah. it's the simulation theory in this collide in a lot of different ways yeah and the simulation theory in general really can can grow legs and arms from this thing holographic mm -hmm. legs and arms but they can grow legs and arms from this and there, there's, there's a lot of different things that we can go into to a degree, but I think this is, this should be more about kind of discussing the underpinnings of this and why it may, may or may not be something we should look at. Because yeah. if, if you think about um, everything around, if that's going to get cut out. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The, the wool the wolf almost went down I'm there. deaf in both ears now that's right yeah. <laughs> well if, if you if you um, think about the holographic principle um, in the idea of is that the entire universe around us um, that we are watching something or seeing something in three dimensions and in a lot of theory a lot of physics theory a lot of unification theory it, it, everybody is struggling to kind of bring together different aspects of, of physics and math to come up with something that's more universal. Hmm. And when you when you back away from the three-dimensional holographic aspect of things and you look at things as just a construction of of these tiny bits and pieces, right? Ones yeah. and zeros, et cetera, like that, you come up with a way to tie it all together. Yeah. Because everything is just that simple. And what we're seeing and what we're we're experiencing as part of time as part of the, the gravity wells and the systems that we live within in the universe, in our, in our galaxy, et cetera, are all constructed of that baseline material. Yeah, and they're so complex that they allow us to have such intelligent conversations on, like, you know, why my zero melanin in my body <laughs> makes me a demon, which is... <laughs> <laughs> which is great. <laughs> which, by the way, we eventually have to talk about some of the fucking books that are in the educational system. I've got some serious problems with some of these. Well, books. I, I think that that we're gonna you know touch for a few minutes more on this this principle as yeah, yeah. As it was supposed. To well, be we don't have to talk subject, about that now. But I think that that everybody can tell out there that's listened to this. Their main subject was part of the news feed. Yeah, CRT. A little bit more. And more. We, we're gonna go into that. We're gonna do some serious deep dive into some com component structures that maybe what we should do is the historical side of that, et cetera. Now, a lot of what we talk about on a general basis through these other podcasts, to me, they push back on the theories of simulation and of holographic 
um, yeah. scenario. I, yeah. I think that these a lot of these things are reaches by the scientific community to try to pull together things that they don't understand yet. Yeah. And you know, when you, I think we talked in the past about delta, right? Not an alluvial plane, but a difference between a change in something between one thing and another. Yes. And from a from a scientific, a physics, and a, a mathematical perspective, change across time is a variance across time is what delta is really all about. Yeah. And that whole thing cannot just be avoided. It cannot just be every time somebody comes up with a new wild ass theory that fits neatly into that triangle of delta. They use it and say, oh, it's a holographic principle. It's the simulation theory. It's yeah. the this and that. How about we're in a real world? Yeah. How about we're in a real universe? And well, it's constructed in such a way with physical elements and rules that we don't quite understand yet. Yeah, but the problem, though, is that leaves that leaves empty space for speculation. And then there's a lot of people out there that are uncomfortable with, with not knowing. Speculation um, is great. I love well, it. Not saying that speculation is bad, just the, 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 the problem, at least the end goal of speculation is to find out what, why, you know, the reason for our existence, which we touched, touched in the last episode. Um, so go listen to the last episode if you haven't listened to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the, the point I'm making is that there's a whole spectrum of society that because of a lot of the cultural shifts of the last 50, 50 years, because of a lot of the technological advances of the last, I mean, the last fucking 12 um, which tells you how fast technology advances. Um, because of all these changes, people are struggling to really determine for themselves their own purpose. So they project onto things like uh, pseudo the- the- theological uh, I- ideologies, like like CRT, or they project onto things like uh, like BLM, or they project well, onto things like thing ultra conservatism and stuff like that. I mean, or, the thing that confuses me about these different concepts you're talking about in terms of well, they're finding the s- last two episodes. Well, they're finding identity in them as well. Well, it's not it's not that. It's that I, I guess with simulation theory, you can you can justify any of these things because sure. it can be part of. A, an allowable AI that's pro reprogramming itself and making itself more complex and diverse as it goes, mm-hmm. right? So that I see, but the the, re, the to me, there's always got to be reasons behind something. And if it's it's like this, if you had a a a superhuman race that's looking to simulate its ancestors, or you have this idea that everything is just digital information on a compact disc. Which is basically what this theory says, by the way. Yeah. It's basically that, and it, it makes sense in a lot of ways because think about listening to music mm-hmm. and how it can do things to you through the mechanism of sound, through a sense that you have as a human being. And that all comes from like little divots, yeah. little encoded magnetic well, strips. it comes from encoded magnetic strips, which then come from radio f- wave frequencies that uh, align with certain tones and certain decibels that pass well, to a certain I, I point too it high or too low. Complex, you can't hear. But it's all—it's yeah. all meaning. All this means is it comes from the simplest to the more complex, and that the only reason it can do that is our ability as human beings to engulf that through our systems. Yeah. In and regurgitate it in such a way that it becomes our universe. Well, we just okay. tie it to emotional response is but, what we do. But see, see the, the holographic principle people that really delve into this, the you know Matthew, Matthew Hedrick um, mm-hmm. from Brandeis University who comes up with a lot of this stuff and, and delves into it, and, and you know, new, uh, neurophysicist Carl uh, Pybram, who's done a lot of research with brain projects and decoding information across certain information or certain planes like that as well as even the physicist david bohm um 
uh, not Bohm, Bohm, excuse me, uh, he's a quantum physicist, that all of these people look at this stuff and look at pieces of their particular lane in, in science, and they all come up with this idea that, you know, the, the universe is a holograph, it has plausibility, but it's more in line with what we view as a consciousness. Yeah, well, what's interesting to me as well, and this is something that, that was kind of a little bit deeper in the notes, but this whole premise that I'm really getting a sense of is how this is kind of tailing towards how everything in reality is just a projection of your own mind, mm-hmm. which, which is very interesting to me just from a philosophical perspective, because uh, if that's the case, as we've suggested in the last episode, go listen to it on simulation <laughs> theory, is that if that's the case, it's going to throw out a whole bunch of rules, a whole bunch of structures of society that people have kind of guided their lives around, pillars around. Because if everything's just a projection of your own mind, then nothing really matters. There's no rules that you can abide by because you are your own human. You are thus your own God. And now we're going down this path of uh, almost ultra nihilism. It's almost because, the exact opposite of what we talked earlier in the in the broadcast in this in this podcast. Yeah. because we talked about how this group think with, through critical race theory is taking over certain aspects through guilt complexes or a myriad of other kind of things. Well, guilt now complexes, what we're talking about is the entire universe really truly well, does revolve around you. What was so funny is that the guilt complex, and I meant to address this earlier, the guilt complexes are actually uh, not unfounded. You can't be guilty about something you didn't do. I mean, I could tell you, you know, you murdered someone and you could agree with me. But if you're if you never murdered someone, you're guilty about something that never occurred unless you're lying. I mean, that's and that's why that I mean, that's why I, I get so up in arms about all this nonsense, because it comes back, as you said, this whole point of nothing really matters because the world around the world, the universe, everything revolves around you because your perception is is your reality and because that's the case that no one else around you is real no one else matters you can exist in the way that you want to exist and who fucking cares about how you treat anyone else because they're irrelevant because they're only projections of your own reality and they don't exist and you don't have to take care of them you know what's funny is these fucking people that posit all these 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 you know bleeding hearts on their sleeve of social problems how often do you see them you know donating how often do you see them actively going around and trying to help homeless people? How often do you see them, you know, stopping their car if a car is on fire, jumping out and pulling the person in the car behind the wheel who may die if the car gets engulfed in flames? How often do you see them pulling them out of the car? You don't. You see them drive on by. Right. And I'm, look, and that's a personal story I may have mentioned. I'm not trying to utilize my personal experience as the the experience of ultimate morality because no, I'm but fucked it's a up great just example. like everyone else. So it, it's... The whole point is, it's like, I'm sick and tired of listening to people who, in any other sequence of history, be it in 1940s Germany or in, in you know, in the early 1900s or, um, you know, during the, the freaking... The, the revolution in the United States or, you know, during the, 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 the conquering of almost the entire world in part by Napoleon or during, you know, even before or I think at the same time, Genghis Khan, you know, doing the same fucking around the same time, the same fucking shit. I'm sick and tired of listening to people who would have gone with the fucking grain telling me how to operate. They, they would have been the people being the perpetrators. And then when you've pulled them aside, say, say say CRT is really bad. We find that it's really bad later on. And this all trends down a path that no one wants to talk about. It goes sure. to a real bad path because that's where the logical train of thought when this goes. Say it all goes down that path. Every one of these fucking assholes who've posited this stuff either in a, well, you know what, I don't agree with it, but I can see where they're coming from type of defense because that's all that is is shirking responsibility. Every one of them would give the, I was just doing my duty. 
uh, response if they were being interviewed as the order police from 1940s Germany. Right. That's the, that's the yeah. real problem with all this. And it makes me angry because it's stand up for something. I, I think that that it comes down to, you know, if you if you don't stand up for something, you'll fall for anything. Right. That's the old saying. You can't and, have and, no position. And you've got that's you know, I'm I'm one of these people as as a lot of bulls. I can jump a fence or I can sit on one. I don't know why I can, but I can. And that means I can see a debate on both sides of an issue. The problem comes is when when something becomes critical, when something becomes when something bangs against a a standard, a moral ethical standard of some kind. I don't even know if that's the right terminology to use, but it comes down to what you were saying a moment ago. You've got to determine in in our society, you should be able to determine which side of the fence you want to stand on and say, no, you can argue with me all you want. I can argue back all you want. That's a freedom that we have in this country that we should continue to have and be allowed to have. But I'm taking a position on this that I think what you're doing is wrong and is going to lead down a bad road. And there's got to be more people to take that kind of position or we'll fall for every um, uh, verbal or loud minority, as you said earlier in the podcast, that comes around every single Every single time. I think the thing that people need to understand and they don't understand accurately enough because it's a fault. It's a, it's an empty platitude. If you don't listen to it, if you Mm -hmm. don't really listen to it, freedom is not free. Free. And if you, the people, we can demonize the founding fathers all we want, but I'm going to go ahead and utilize them because the enlightenment period is arguably the greatest time of advancement of all of human history, all of humankind ideas that we still fucking struggle with today were suggested during that time period. And the founding fathers, of the United States of America, I'm a patriot. I'm biased. I'm going to say this is the greatest country in the world. And I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. Right. Granted, I'm not a nationalist. I'm not going to say, you know, other countries are not good because there's right. plenty of other countries that Absolutely. are fantastic. With that being said, the founding fathers understood the principle that freedom is not free. And then if you have to create something that is good for the well-being of everyone, you have to create it around things that are not falsehoods. And people will say, well, what about the Declaration of Independence? What about the, the Bill of Rights? There's a reason why Frederick Douglass pointed to the Declaration of Independence and said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing it's here. Unfulfilled. It's an unfulfilled yes. promise, but he also said it is, is a glorious document. Right. He pointed to it because he understood that the fulfilled promise was something that we could adapt and advance to. That's right. To. He didn't say burn it and start over. No, he didn't. And neither neither did any of the founding fathers. And granted, there are and arguments. You think about those founding fathers. I, I, and I'm not... I'm not putting them up on pedestal. They're human beings like any other. They had to come to a point to make a decision, which was your point a minute ago. They came up against something and they said, look, we either advance in a direction that's good for all of us or we fall in line and just become another colony. Ironically enough, their argument is in opposition of tyranny. Yes. And, And here's the thing. When people talk about systematic this, systematic that, racism, you cannot be in opposition of tyranny while simultaneously taking the position of a tyrant. If you have all of the power structure in society, you can't be like, well, I'm a victim and then claim victimhood while all simultaneously having the power because eventually you're the tyrant. Eventually you're the bad guy. And at a certain point in time, if you push the envelope too far to its breaking point, people who say, uh, just leave me alone, people who say, um, I just want to be friends with the people that I know because I don't spend any of my fucking day thinking about any of the fucking SJW topics that you spend all of your time thinking about because you're a fucking entitled narcissist. People that think that way are going to get angry. They're going to get mad because at a certain point in time, I can say, respect me and I'll respect you. I'm not going to go and try and step on your toes. At a certain point in time, I can say that. But when you start saying, 
uh, respect me and then say what I want you to say, act how I want you to act, do what I want you to do, it becomes uh, unequal because then I'm so yeah, your, then I'm your servant. I, I think there's two layers of reality. There's probably more than one or more than two, but there's two layers of reality going on. There's this layer of disconnected power brokers that believe that they were put into positions of power to carry out what the people that voted them in or put them in positions of management or CEOs or whatever. Uh, they, they believe, they truly believe that they are right I don't and the think rest they, are wrong. And well, they, they absolutely yeah, they believe they're do. right. They believe I don't that. think they and, believe their own narrative, though. Well, they may not, but they think it's better than the alternative. Because well, it gives them more and power. And the other reality is everybody's unsaid and mostly unheard internal voice that is only going to get angry enough when their lives become a struggle. That's what happens. Well, and right now what's going on is that the people that are in power are trying to fool the people that are not, the people that are starting to struggle into the idea that this is not really struggling. I saved 16 cents on all of my 4th of July food. Excuse me? I saved a total of 16 cents on all of my 4th of July food. Okay, you have to elaborate. I don't understand. The White House put out a post this weekend saying in opposition to all eco economics like right now economists uh, you know they're all the economists right now who are saying we're on the verge of inflation major inflation right, right. lumber being more expensive than gold right now per, right. per ounce or whatever um are equal par with gold the white house twitter account released a post that said that compared to last year the foods for 4th of July in total are 16 cents cheaper Gas might be six dollars in the state of California, you know, but at least I saved sixteen cents. But you did on pork chops. You did on beans. You did on watermelon. You did on maybe some sort of beer. You know how that works. On all potatoes. the potatoes, right? it has fungible. It's all bullshit. It's but the all point bullshit. Whoever whoever owns the stats changes and twists them to utilize whatever narrative they're looking to put up. Whoever owns or manages, well, the White House owns their own Twitter. Well, actually, Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey does. Probably Jack Dorsey manages it. Yeah, exactly. Whoever manages that account is a fucking buffoon. Well, you know Who's what's nice about this, though? 16 you know cents. You know one thing that is nice about this? 16 cents. 16 cents, right? 16. Just just That's, let that sit in, how dumb. It, it, well, but if you look at it in terms of a holograph, all it's it all, is is it's a all couple nonsense. little bits and pieces. Yeah, I think the holograph and has a virus. Here's, here's the thing. Let's get... Let's, kind of get back to the, the, the last premise of last week and the premise of this week in terms of these these couple of subjects. Well, hasn't, because, it, hasn't this stuff that we're talking about kind of sort of been documented? Well, in, in terms of how they're looking for things in quantum physics, the whole idea of strange entanglement at a distance, the idea that, that something can be affected here and light years away if, if it could be viewed, this, the, the reflective of it, is moved or changed mm -hmm. the experimentation through quantum physics has been incredible and it's it, we can't figure it all out yet but they're about ready to make supercomputers out of this stuff because it's that under it's it's not understood but it's that predictable and so computing is all about prediction yeah, right? well yeah, prediction but we don't understand it entirely which is so funny to me just yeah, wait, but if you can predict every time that something's mm -hmm. a switch on or a switch off you've got a computer i don't care how simple you're talking about it sure. it's an abacus or a, a Craig computer or a Craig computer or 
or quantum computing or biologic computing, which has come in as well. There's all kinds of wonderful things coming down. But the interesting th part about this theory to me overall is twofold. Number one is the idea that everything can be broken down to its component parts. So small that its, it's combination of those small bits, those small pieces, can be formed into something that we can see and understand and, and view as our universe, as complex as it is. The other part of it is discovering the anomalous behavior of human beings that kind of reflect this idea that something is not connected in the way. It's something, there is some kind of back-level baseline consciousness, uh, predictability through mm -hmm. all the you know these these couple of different these people that I mentioned and I mean you know it's unsettling frankly and it's uh, I, I don't know there's there's all kinds of sightings throughout history that can be looked at in terms of, of you know people that have had things happen to them or that uh, experiments have been done on where you know you can get there was a guy, uh, Mirin Dago, Dago, I think was his name, uh, that impaled himself through vital organs without suffering any harm at all. How the fuck did they do that? That's the whole point. How? Right? There, there have been documentations on, you know, from, um, you know, witnesses that have seen, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this, this name, as you'd like to say all the time, the, the convulsions of St. Convulsionaires of Saint Medard. Okay, French man, French wolf. Yeah, and, you know, in it, in it fits into this whole thing like a, a religious hysteria. But witness confirmed, mm. pleaded to be tortured, but reported relief rather than pain. Now, is that psychological? Is it physical? Is it a manifestation of something that is the 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 veil being taken off of the hologram? Hmm. You know, that's, those are the kind of constructions. There be, I mean, there are things about psychokinesis, the ability to move objects, things like that. You know, the, uh, there, there's Princeton has an engineering anomalies research lab designed just for this stuff. So this is not just pie in the sky thing, uh, you know, thought process. These are things that are trying to be measured, you know, experimentally measured. You know, there are, there are people that have had reported detailed versions of afterlife realms and having interacted with spirit beings and all this kind of ethereal stuff that goes on. And these are all being contextualized by professionals that are looking at this holographic theory and saying, these are justifications to look at this further. Yeah, I, I think that might be the case. Again, again, I, I think there, as we talked in the last episode, there's <laughs> there's a lot of... Uh, of innate accidental or maybe uh, not innate uh treading into pseudoscience yes and when we talk about like i think the one of the people that um, obviously for those who are listening psychokinesis is like being able to use the force so like moving things with your body or your mind um but there's a particular incidence uh with uh therese newman um who was a Catholic mystic who, according to many witnesses, ate and drank nothing for 35 years um, except the daily Eucharist, which, you know, obviously it's been when a you long, think about that, well, you go, bullshit. Well, here's right. the thing is there's, uh, I think the problem we're now facing is that because we are in a time of human history where we can recollect anything that we want to almost at, you know, an instant as a moment's noticed, a moment's notice, and this is something you're seeing in real time with our politicians, the fucking idiots. 
they say something on record and then months later are like, I never said that when they said it on record. So the same type of thing is happening right now, I think in the scientific community where we have the ability to see certain things, but then some instances are maybe being manipulated in such a way where they're interpreted as how people want them to be seen. Um, Which I, I think my point in bringing up these and like the same guy that you mentioned here, my point of these types of anomalous things that happen. And there are many others. People talk about Rasputin was a prime person. I mean, he's a great example. There's there's example after Um, example throughout history that, that have this kind of strange mystic ethereal. Some could say Jesus Christ. I mean, there's absolutely, you could make arguments for a lot of different things. John the Baptist. What What people use when they bring up these subjects is they use that to form this, this justification that reality is built upon a different base level, a two-dimensional or smaller-dimensional base level than we see today. Yeah. And that that people that are able to cut through those veils once in a while and manipulate them in some way are basically magic in our minds. Well, and that's that's where I kind of like, I start treading into skepticism uh, just because I think that... The, the human body can only do so much, um, not in the sense that things strange can't happen, but in the sense that if you're professing that you can do something and you don't have the ability to do it more than one time, either you got really lucky or you're full of shit. Well, think about this a second. Just just go into one one of these plausible, one of these things and say the telekinesis. Mm-hmm. There's documentation about this i don't know how much I don't there's know how very flat. little from my understanding little or not yeah if but you uh, if mm, you actually mm, why do they have a lab at princeton dedicated why to do this they shit? why did why do they have since the 1970s an entire government organization just since the 1970s dedicated to aliens why uh, do they have why do they money have, that's why well maybe, money maybe it's just somebody. aliens is an entire and it's an entire industry well I know, which so allows everything. I mean, look at every yeah, freaking movie you see yeah, out but, there. But, yeah, every sure. single movie is something happens and yes, people but are again, adapted into this. Not the, da, 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 da. the thing, and then you think about the alien thing. And gravitational mm. forces on another planet are different. Y- if you yeah. lived on Mars versus here, you'd be able to, to sure, jump higher, but, run further. But again, again, and this is why I I get very skeptical because it, look, and this goes back to the Fermi paradox. I'm not going to go into it. We need to have enough data available to be able to corroborate things without only taking uh, personal um, anecdotal evidence. And that's the problem with a lot of this stuff when it comes to aliens particularly. We just had that release from, from the government on all these things. And they say they don't know what it is, but it's not aliens. That's literally what they said. They have no idea what it is. Could be technology, but it's definitely not the, the, the I am that? a Martian. How can they say it? because the reason they can say it is because there is a definite understanding of the government basically saying, hey, maybe we should let our enemies know that we're not dumb, as as dumb as our society might lead them to believe, and we have technology that could kick their ass if they do certain things like invade Taiwan. Perhaps. I think that's most of the things of what's happening. But the other side of this coin... Is always the... treads into creativity. forget, Forget a lot of the... Mm-hmm. Conspiracy stuff that's out there on the alien this and the planet that and there's a wait, 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 base wait, on wait, the wait, other wait. side of the moon. No, I just thought of something. Ed and Lorraine 
<laughs> they war and back. <laughs> oh my god. They're, if we get them here, we they need will be them able to, to come back to no, exercise hold on, hold on, hold on. Shh, 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 the Navy. Huh. <laughs> I think I hear them. Hold it. Wow. You no, it's just I don't know. <laughs> I saw the movie once years ago. It's, I have no idea. It's just boom boom. You know, it's, no. Isn't well, it? Like no, that, it's it's that's pretty weak, Wolf. No, it's I mean not. I've that got was clothes, the last so one I did good. better than you. Yeah, you're you're like. I had a spasm, is what I had. I had a, I had a bull spasm. Wow, now you sound like Monty Python. That's, that's what you were doing. Oh, I love the that. Monty Python. What is it? Uh, we are the, uh, an we are the, African sparrow or a, a European no, sparrow. <laughs> No, uh, I, you know. We are the knights who saved me. The problem with all of this is that everything we know about is contained on one blue ball. And I'm not talking to, well, well Lance about. Armstrong. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> one, wow. One, two blue balls. Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> the answer the answer to all the secrets of the universe are on <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's well, body all I can say to that is uh, Orton heard a who <laughs> what <laughs> the whole universe oh yeah oh you oh no oh no Oh, of course he was a bull elephant. I don't even know if we can even end here. <laughs> I mean, it's been long enough. Yeah, we could we can end here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my whole point is that the universe is so big, it it we can't fathom. The, so the wildest thing we think about is going to be end up being subtle. Hey everyone, this is The Wolf speaking, wrapping up yet another episode of The Wolf and Bolt Podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode. If you like what you heard, tell your friends and family, your neighbors, the local bartender, your doctor, your boss, and hell, you can even tell us. By leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can directly help build The Wolf and Bull cult. I mean, uh, The Wolf and Bull family. We can be found on most major podcasting platforms and social media. So what are you waiting for? Scoot on out of here and enjoy your day. But you should probably leave us a review first. But make sure to enjoy your day. But don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, bye.